0: No 180 dollar textbook. How in the world am I supposed to understand the basics of business with no text to memorize?
1: <laughs> I haven't used a textbook in over a decade. Um, I look back at my undergraduate years and I kept one textbook. and I sold the rest back and then in my graduate school I kept two textbooks. There were two really good ones and I kept them and got rid of the rest. So I thought, you know, why, you know, why assign a book that nobody wants to keep anyway? And there are some good ones out there. That's not an indictment on the textbooks that are out there. But one of our goals as a business school is practical hands-on experiences. And so we believe that we can teach you more about business by running your own business in our business simulation uh, than memorizing things in a textbook. Everybody in class will play an online business simulation. It's hands-on, it's a massive multiplayer online game. And that's really the centerpiece of the class, uh, not a textbook. That bothers some people. Uh, I think lists and definitions and textbooks are um, comforting in, in their own way to some students, but uh, we're not gonna have that here. And people get used to it perform very, very well uh, without a textbook either.
0: CEOs and business owners enter the Business 1301 course room and speak to our students. What are some of these advantages for Business 1301 students? And name some of these guests.
1: Uh, Right in the center of class, uh, the middle 20 minutes, we call it FaceTime, and we have a guest every day. Uh, today our guest was the local Mary Maids uh, franchise owner and it's a national organization and he's the local owner. But we've had a wide variety of uh, people come in from uh, the CEO, CEOs uh, of like Praxair, uh, it's an industrial gas company, to interstate batteries, their CEOs came in. Uh, Drayton McLean is CEO of the uh, McLean company and owns the Student Astros, he's come in as a FaceTime guest before. Uh, so we've had very high level. Uh, last week we had a, a very senior person at AT&T who's a Baylor grad come in. Many of these people who come in are Baylor uh, alumni. They come in, and from large organizations to small, um, small organizations like the local Mary Mage franchise or the Bear Mountain, it's a local um, outfitting store, or Amelia's. Fashion Exchange, which is a local uh, fashion consignment store, clothing consignment store. There's lessons um, to learn from these people at their elbow. They come in and they talk about their experiences, what they did right, what they did wrong, and their advice for you. There's as much good content there as in any sidebar in a textbook. And you get to interact, uh, ask them questions, and talk to them after class, usually. And that's a good thing.
0: Why read about Benjamin Franklin? Why not Bill Gates or Jay-Z? Modern financial moguls who are rich, successful, and alive.
1: Good good question. Uh, Why not study the living uh, (laughs) instead of the dead? Um, Baylor is a liberal arts institution. And as an institution, we believe that a variety of disciplines inform our humanity and allow us to be fully human history is one of those and benjamin franklin is in my opinion the most underrated american business figure in american history before he became a patriot and founding father uh, benjamin franklin was a businessman and he just kind of wrote the book on american business success that's why we read his autobiography um he yes he's dead and gone in in his uh, industry and The markets that he competed in have changed dramatically uh, since his time. But um, the (laughs) current business leaders of the world, uh, people like Warren Buffett and Stephen Covey and others, have looked to Franklin for inspiration and have found it and learned from him. Um, And I think he's worth uh, studying because he doesn't come across our path easily anymore. Um, maybe I'm not opposed to the having learning from Bill Gates or Jay Z. Uh, both are very good, successful business role models, and maybe they'll come to class one day for FaceTime. You never know. Um,
0: Today you gave a lecture on antiperspirants and deodorants. What does body odor have to do with business 1301 and business in general? Well, sweating and body odor is a huge problem,
1: and business has provided an excellent solution for that it's it's a solution that people pay money for gladly voluntarily and use on a daily basis uh, well over ninety percent of adults do this and it's something students do every day I could uh, build that lecture around I don't know um, chlorinated water or industrial gases or electronic sensors, something more abstract and I guess there'd be benefit there, but because they use deodorants every day, it reaches into the student's world. Electronic sensors reach into their world, but they may not see them. Deodorants reach into their world in a tangible way, and so they can see that, hey, this is out of my life. I understand this. I might remember it next time I shop for antiperspirants or deodorants or uh, go through my daily hygiene ritual. But uh, I reach for it. You could reach for anything. Uh, you could do it with their pens, you could do it with their mobile devices, you could do it with the chairs. Everything is made somewhere, and everything's a business lesson.
0: Can Business 1301 students make a connection between what they learn in the business simulation and what you taught today by antiperspirants and deodorants?
1: Oh, I think it's immediately generalizable. Um, you hear that from our FaceTime guests. The business sim, uh, they make, I don't know, uh, 15, 16 decisions a week, every week. Same decisions, but promotion budgets, automation decisions, uh, financial structure decisions, working capital decisions. And those are triggers that any business can pull. You can promote differently. You can cut your costs. You know, there's only, there's not, you know, the easy list is fairly short, and they do that in foundation and I think it's immediately generalizable because they can look at the deodorant industry and see if somebody's moving up their deodorant uh, promotional budget by buying, I don't know, a Super Bowl ad or they see more print ads for it or things like that. I think they can make the jump uh, fairly easily with the sim.
0: Are you Mr. McCormick plagued with excessive sweating?
1: Only when I'm dealing with really difficult interviewers. Oh. Uh, no, uh, no, I don't have uh, excessive sweating. I'm in that normal range, as near as I can tell. I'm in that normal range. No hyperhidrosis with me.
0: Well, what about the current state of business affairs? Does that make you sweat? Yeah, there are some things
1: that make me sweat about the current economic situation. Um, I think one of the things would be the uncertainty of the government regulation situation. Um, you know, you see possible health care packages, talks of taxes or fees for bailouts, you know, and, and the government's taking a lot of action right now, and some of it's very justified, but they're creating at the same time a great deal of uncertainty for business owners, and that just means the economy is going to stall, everybody's sitting and waiting and really sweating while investments in factories are waiting for the decisions to be made so they can go forward with some kind of certainty and that that makes you sweat.
0: How was Baylor's Hand Camera School of Business putting certainty back into the business world for future business leaders of the world?
1: I think you can put certainty, inject some degree of certainty back in through building competency. When you're competent and your business decisions be they financial decisions or marketing decisions when you when you know how to do something you know why you're doing that in the end you you control what you can control and I guess what we try to do here is build people up yes there's gonna be some degrees of uncertainty I think we're at a higher degree of uncertainty than normal right now but under any degree of uncertainty if you know how to control what you can control um, you go forward with the greatest kind of confidence in any kind of situation, and hopefully, those are the students we're preparing.
0: We have the successful business person right. and the unsuccessful business person. Right. If you had to choose one thing, what would be the ultimate difference between the two? Wow.
1: Um, a successful business person and an unsuccessful business person. If I had to choose one thing, I think it would be discipline. The successful, the world belongs to the disciplined. The successful business person worked hard to master the knowledge they needed to master, be that accounting and passing the CPA or marketing and understanding how to do research. Uh, They worked hard and mastered that and then they went out and they worked hard uh, and built their business. They had the discipline to get up uh, in the morning, uh, work hard, and see it through. And so if I had to put my finger on one thing that I see separating successful from unsuccessful business people, and in some degree successful and unsuccessful students, it would be discipline.
0: Is the Business 1301 course designed to build the successful business leader?
1: Well we don't have a, you can't major in self-discipline here, but at least I design my course where um, the course is structured where, uh, if you try to fit into it, it will carry you along. We have targets every week. Uh, I do everything I can to help you be disciplined by, you know, hitting these targets each week. As you hit those targets, you build your skill set. It's not just—we uh, don't launch the course and say, "Well, you know, in 16 weeks, well, I hope you get up every day and read what you're supposed to. Hope you succeed. Good luck," and then walk away for 16 weeks and see come back and see who does it. Some people are going to do it, but I think if you structure your class right, uh, you can get a higher
0: degree of success. Why they of the classroom do you keep the King James Bible with the Wall Street Journal slipped into it? It's kind of different, some would think.
1: It, it's a different thing, and, and we explained that early on in the class. Uh, Baylor is a historically uh, Baptist school. Uh, the business school embraces that heritage, and it sets up a uh, a great conversation for the class. Uh, we want to talk about uh, the intersection of faith and business, um, you know, on a on a regular basis, and that's something that we want to do. And so, the King James Version obviously uh, represents uh, faith, and the Wall Street Journal represents business. We're going to do uh, an excellent job at both of those. We're called to be our best at both of those, and I keep uh, that up there. Uh, with uh, you know as it is not that one's on top of the other or ones or they're not far apart but they're you know they're here and they're together and one folds over the other and informs the other um, and sets up that conversation that's why we keep that front and center